Welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Thank you guys so much for being here again. I am just super excited to have this conversation today to talk to you about how much does it cost to open up a salon suite. Now, I get this question often of how much does it cost, and I believe that it is really important for you to know exactly what you are walking into, whether you're opening up a salon suite or if you are opening up a salon. It is extremely important to know exactly how much it's going to be costing you to not just start up your business, but to maintain it as well. So I wanted to go through a list of some things that are expenses in the business that we need to put into consideration. Now, this list can be a fixed expense, which means it's a one and done cost, or maybe it's a set cost that is due monthly. And then there's other expenses that are called variable expenses. And those expenses, uh, obviously, they vary either from month to month or it's just a one-time purchase as well. So it's important to have a list of all of the items that you are going to have implemented into your business. Now, I want to also share with you guys a checklist. If you're thinking about opening up a salon suite or a salon, in the show notes, grab my free checklist of the things that you need to have set in stone prior to opening up a business. So that's exactly who I'm speaking to today. If that is you, you're going to love this episode and enjoy that checklist. So let's start first with the questions that we need to ask ourselves when it comes to how much is it going to cost me to open up a business? I want you to ask yourself, does it make your business money? It's a question that is relevant because we oftentimes get shiny object syndrome where we just want to purchase all sorts of fun, cute, chic, trendy things that that we think that we need in our business. However, it's not things that are going to be moving the needle. So it's important when it comes to your cash reserves that you are spending your money wisely because if we're not focusing on where the cash flow is going, like what's going into the business, what's going out, then you're going to run yourself into some trouble with possible debt. So it's important to be very intentional about your spending and to really keep your eye on your budget and your balance as well. I use a platform called QuickBooks. It's really a a game changer for my business to help me organize my profits and my losses and really make sure that I'm spending my money the correct way and making sure that I'm meeting certain benchmarks with my percentages as far as how much money should we be spending on color? How much money should we really be spending on our retail? If we're just randomly going to the store and filling up our cart, Um, which I know you are doing that. I see people at the store do this where they just fill up their cart with things that they think that they need. However, it's very, you're spending money blindly. And I want you to just be very cautious about how you are spending your money because we want you to be profitable. We want your bottom line to have a positive and not a negative. And 
salons are very expensive, you guys, um, especially when I was opening up my salon. And, and I'll talk about that in a different podcast if you guys are interested. But the amount of things that I had to spend money on was just, out of, uh, it was unreal. And so I want everybody to just be very conscious of how much it really does cost to start a business. But today I want to, us to focus on if you are thinking about opening up a salon suite, because a salon suite is going to be different from a salon. Now the benefits of opening up a salon suite is oftentimes there is a lot of things that already are done for you, such as the layout of the space. Now in our area, the Chicagoland area, oftentimes salon suites come in about two different sizes and they're about 200 square feet to maybe even 400 square feet. They're pretty small. They would fit anywhere from one to three chairs. So if you are thinking about either double booking or having multiple clients at the same time or have an assistant or have some possible uh, booth renters in your salon suite, so it's important to know how big of a space do you actually need? What is your plans as far as growing your salon? And what is a day-to-day behind the chair look like for you? So the benefits of having the salon suite is oftentimes there's plumbing. It's already done for you, which is great because plumbing is a huge expense. If you are getting a what we would call a vanilla box, meaning there is nothing in that space. There is floor and there is walls. If it's a vanilla box, that's what it's called, then you have to invest in a ton of money into electric and plumbing and your lighting. So the benefits of having a salon suite are the plumbing is already done for you. Typically the lighting, track lighting is already in the salon as well. And lighting can be super expensive as well. Um, in my salon, we've spent over $1,500 on lights, $1,500 on lights. Yes, stupid, crazy expensive. It is necessary to have really good lighting. When I was in my salon suite, I actually purchased extra lights as well because my preference is I want it to be as bright as possible because it's going to help me with figuring out what type of makeup tones to put on people's skin or when it came to color it gave me a better visual of exactly what tone of reflections of color I needed to do my client's hair. Lighting is essential to have really well lit space. It's also great if you have a window as well. I know that some suites don't have windows however if you're able to have some natural light into your space it's going to be to your advantage one it kind of opens up a small space as far as design goes um, but two it allows that natural light to come in which is extremely important especially if you are doing hair color or doing makeup where natural lighting is is essential for you to figure out what is going to work best for your customer some of the salon suites I've seen also have stations already set up for you. They've got the chair, they've got your tower station to, that you would put your tools. They have a shampoo bowl, a shampoo chair. They might even have um, uh, shelving and storage space as well. 
So that's also a benefit because stations can be extremely expensive. The stations that I have at my salon, they're double-sided, they're very heavy, sturdy equipment. They're beautiful. However, they cost about $1,200 each station and I have three of them. So having somebody else pay for your station is a bonus. Um, that's just one less thing on your costs that you do not have to have on your plate. Another benefit of the salon suites is that there is bathrooms available for you and your guests or maybe your employees if you have a few chairs in there. And the bathrooms are great that somebody else is taking care of them usually for cleaning them and supplying toilet paper and the cleaning supplies of the bathroom. One last thing for you to do, one less thing for you to pay for as well. So those are some of the benefits that I feel are really great. If you're thinking about starting a salon suite, I believe that this is such a great way to give yourself time to think about how you wanna structure your business, how you want to, you can select your own schedules, you, you can choose who you wanna do hair for, it's by appointment only. Um, it's just a great way to begin your career of doing business because there is a lot of things to learn. It's a learning curve for a lot of creatives. I know that I went through that and that's why I created the podcast is because I want to share with you guys what I learned and the mistakes that I made so you don't have to go through those trials and tribulations like I did. I want you to open up a salon, open up a suite with success and have that roadmap. So let's talk about other things that you will have to be paying for. Now this list is a, it's a variable because you have to ask yourself, is this really going to make your business money? And can you do business without it? And it's important to ask these questions so we don't get carried away and start purchasing a whole bunch of things because Yes, that item or that app may be $10 only, but how many of those $10 only apps are you going to have where all of a sudden now your dues and subscriptions are $300 and you're wondering, what am I paying for? So it's important not to get too shiny object syndrome. Uh, but if it makes your job easier and if it can produce money for your business, then I'd say, yeah, this, this might be a really good thing to add. The first thing that it's super important to have is a website. You want clients to be able to still find you. Your website is going to be your online storefront and you want to give your new potential clients inside of what doing business would be like to, to get their hair or makeup or whatever service you're doing, what it would look like to do business with you. So posting your picture and maybe a bio, listing all the different services that you offer and the prices as well. And put a lot of personality behind the website because people are going to buy brands and they wanna know, is this the right salon for me? Is this the right place that I wanna to go to? So having a website is essential. Now, there are so many awesome platforms now that you can create your own website easy. You don't have to pay a ton of money to have somebody else, a graphic designer to create it for you and spend thousands of dollars. 
It's not necessary. There are so many platforms right now. I currently use Squarespace and I've had great luck with it and I found it easy to navigate. It's one of those copy and paste type of platforms and that's what I chose to use. Now, websites can be expensive, so you have to think about what you need that website to do for you. Oftentimes, when you pay in full for the year, it's going to save you money in the long run versus spending an additional $7 or something like that each month. Um, so some of these platforms are free, but there's going to be a lot of limitations. And then obviously the more you pay, the more robust that that platform can become for you. So I would just get it up and going and starting. I would just opt for the free because you can always you can always increase your plan, but it's essential to have a website up and going prior to doing business because you want your clients to find you, you want new clients to find you, and they want to know all about your business and what you offer to them. Your salon software. This is a definitely a huge one. You guys, I have tried so many different software programs out there. The software programs can be complicated and some of them I find are they they say it's robust but honestly I think it's just overly complicated and some of the features or a lot of the features you don't even use so really make sure that you understand and know why you need a salon software the salon software that we currently use I really like a lot because it's very easy and it's also it helps us manage our clients. So the client's information, their formulas, per things that they've purchased in the past. And that's really important to help us stay organized and on top of that. It also does tracking and recording of things that are important for us to know, such as how many services that we've done, how much retail have we sold, your, cl your client retention, um, your rebooking percentage. Those, having those numbers are really important because it's important to continue tracking. Even if you are a salon suite owner, you are now wearing all the hats and managing yourself and making sure that you are still growing and thriving in your business. And if, you're stop, if you stopped tracking your numbers and you stopped looking at that, then one day you're gonna go to work and you're gonna wonder, what happened to all my clients? Or how come I'm not making the money that I want to make? And I don't want that to happen for you guys. Salon softwares are really great because they can track those things for you. We can also do email marketing, text marketing, and it also will allow us to check clients out and it also offers online booking. So those are the things that were really important to me. And you guys, I tried, I tried the Square software. I've tried Rosie, Booker, Mevo 2, Millennium, and right now we're using Vigaro. Um, so I've tried a lot of different softwares. This is the one that works right now for us, and I've been really happy with it. Um, but do your homework. There's a ton of different uh, softwares out there. I will put a link in the show notes as well that will give you the list of all the salon software programs that are available right now and it, and it tells you the features and the benefits of those software programs and I found that to be really helpful as well especially if they can offer you a free trial it's really great so you can take that time to navigate it to see is this going to work for me I think each salon each person it's going to have 
something different. You're going to have different needs and desires than the person next to you. So salon software can be expensive. Um, I've seen it go from anywhere from $30 a month to uh, $200 a month. So that can get pricey. That can add up. And that's going to chip away at your bottom line. And the objective here, it's kind of like a game. So let's say that you have $5,000 coming in. Each item that you're going to put on your expenses for your profit and your losses, it's chipping away from that $5,000, right? And you want to get as close as possible to that $5,000 as you can. That's where the profits are, are going to be. So all of these things are going to cost you money and some are going to be essential and some are just going to eat your money up. Dues and subscriptions are huge because there is a lot of different things out there that can help you do business better and easier and more efficiently. However, don't get carried away. I mean, this this could be dues and subscriptions like a, an email platform. It's really important, you guys, to have an email and continue to communicate with your clients through email because email is not dead. And it's a great way to communicate with your clients about promotions happening or maybe last minute openings with them. Another area too that has been really popular is doing text marketing. So our software program, our salon software program has that ability to do that. And we definitely use that feature a lot, but that costs money. So Make sure that if you are spending the money to do some marketing, like email marketing, text marketing, that you're actually doing it and you're actually using it. Otherwise, why are we paying for it? Um, some salons carry magazines. Um, there's another platform that I love using. It's called Canva. I use this to gr make graphic designs for my social media posts or even marketing material for the salon. You could create logos and business cards and posters. It's such an easy, cool um, site to use and it, you can get it for free too and that's Canva and I'll post that in the show notes as well. Think about how much advertising and marketing that you're going to be doing. Create a budget for that. If you're having a future sale coming up, that's the time that you, would, you want to be promoting that constantly. So making sure that you're allocating money to your advertising is crucial to continue to generate business and increase your sales. So you could do this as a percentage of your total. So maybe it would be a variable cost. So if you did $5,000 in services for that month and you said to my, yourself, I'm going to use 10% of that to funnel into my marketing and your advertising, that's right there is creating the budget for you. So let's say that you we're having a enjoying your summer and spending taking more time off so you can spend time with your family and instead of making your usual 5000 you're you're making now let's say 2500 you know you are in charge of your own business and how much money you want to make is truly up to you and there's no right or wrong it just depends what do you need in your life um when you are going to open up a salon suite you need to ask yourself and answer, how much do you need to make a month or a year to survive? Is, are, you part, are you the breadwinner of your family? Are you the one who has to pay for your mortgage or your house rent or the food and the groceries? 
knowing what you personally need to make to make ends meet is very important because then it's a great way for you to set up goals for yourself for your business so starting out there and understanding okay i need to make five thousand dollars a month if you need to make five thousand dollars a month that means at the salon you have to make way more than $5,000 a month because you're spending money. You have to determine how much money can you afford for your rent. Um, depending on if you're in a rural area or urban area, it's really going to fluctuate the cost. Um, the least amount of money that you can spend on rent, the better that you'll be because that's a it's a fixed expense. It's going to happen whether you go to the salon or not. And so you really want that to be as low as possible if you can. And I would even say, maybe even try to negotiate, you know, if usually landlords will say, okay, if you stay for three years, we could probably chip away maybe 5% um, or take 10% off on your rent. And if longevity means that you're going to be saving money, then that, that might be a great idea for you. It, signing a longer lease can be a little intimidating, especially if you're you're new and you're um, this is your first time going out on your own, and you're like thinking to yourself, "Will this be right for me? Can I do this? Am I crazy to think that I can do this on my own?" One, yes, you can. You can do this. It's possible. There are so many people who are doing it. And if you have a dream and desire in your heart that you want to do that too, then yes, you can do it. But you need to make that happen for yourself. You need to make that work for yourself. And these are important questions that we need to think about and and implement and put in writing so you know, okay, I need to make this much money a month. And if that's the case, then I need to do this many haircuts or this many um, heads of color every single month in order to make ends meet. This is where goal setting is crucial for your business. And so you can continue to grow and scale your business. Your monthly rent, if you can try to get that as low as possible, it is the best. If, if you have a salon suite in your area that is like a great location, you know that the landlord is taking really good care of his tenants, meaning that if the Plum, if there's a plumbing issue or the lighting issue, if, if there's any type of challenges that you have, you wanna make sure that you have a landlord who really cares about the upkeep and maintenance of his building or her building because those are things that you're not responsible for and that's a good thing because those things can cost a ton of money if there was something wrong with your air conditioning or your uh, water heater. Those things cost so much money and you don't want to be responsible for something like that. You want to make sure that your landlord takes really good care of their building and typically you can tell just by walking around. And I would go to those salon suites that you're thinking about and just kind of peek in. And I would even ask the girls or guys that work at the salon suites, do you like it here? How is the landlord? And I'm almost positive that they would be more than happy to share with you because they know how you felt because they were in your shoes too. So go to those salon suites, take a look around and really take a detailed look around, you know, go into the bathrooms and see, does this place look like it's being um, upkept well? Is it clean? Does it smell clean? Um, how often are the cleaning people coming? These are questions that you would want to find out before signing a lease. Like, you got this landlord needs to have skin in the game too in order for you to have signed a long term lease agreement with them. 
There's other things that are going to be on your expenses like your phone. If you're using your phone to check people out and make appointments and, and text your clients and call them, then that is a business expense and that can be written off as well. Yes, you probably need a phone just in general, but if you're using it for business, that's something that you can write off. Um, I know for my salon, I have a different company that I use, outsource, to have a different phone line. That way I don't have to give my personal cell phone out to all of my clients. Yes, a lot of my clients have my number anyways. However, I've been doing a lot of their hair for many, many years. And it is nice though, if you're able to separate the two between your personal information, your phone and your business line. So uh, most people are using, doing business, operating business on their phone and they're using their phones quite a bit, uh, their own personal phones. but you definitely want to be writing this off. And, and if you do need a separate number, that's going to cost you. And how much is it going to cost you? Then you have salon supplies. These are things that you can't do business out without, like your capes, your towels, bowls, brushes, cleaning supplies. Are you going to be offering beverages to your guests? If so, how much money is it going to cost for you to upkeep um, let's say a mini fridge of bottled water, uh, bottled soda. Are you going to be offering wine to your guests? That costs money as well. So I think that is a great perk and experience that you can give and offer your guests. I mean, think about it, you guys. If you had a four-hour appointment and nobody offered you any water, I find that to be very rude. Um, and... <laughs> At least at my salon, we're constantly asking people if they would like a beverage as if they look thirsty. But it's important that you offer that experience and that, that um, amenity to them. I think that it just elevates the experience overall and customers really appreciate that. But you have to carve that into the budget. Um, here's where a lot of businesses fall into trouble is that they, let's say they go to Target and if you're like me at Target, you fill up that cart with nonsense stuff because it's Target, right? But like I said from the beginning of this episode, we need to be very intentional about where our money is going. And so these are the things that we need to make sure that we're budgeting in because, right, if you need to make $5,000 every single month, then we need to spend as least money as possible. So those things all can add up when you're going to the grocery store to pick up laundry detergent and dryer sheets and uh, water and soda. Um, so just make sure that maybe if you if you do have to run to the store that you are very you have your list and you have your budget and you specifically go to the store just for that. Um, that way you can stay on track and not get sidetracked with other shiny objects at Target that can get you into trouble. And speaking about laundry detergent, a lot, oftentimes a lot of salon suites have a laundry room there. The salon suite that I was at, they had laundry and they had uh, quarters. We had, a, we had to get quarters all the time for the laundry. Uh, we spent on average about... 40 to 50 dollars every month on laundry um, which can add up over time right and but that's something that we need to be factoring into how much does it cost to start a salon suite and then 
an important thing that we need to do before we can even open up a suite is that we need to organize our business within our state and with the city, and that can cost money too. You might have to hire a lawyer. Professional fees can really uh, get you. So it's important that when you are interviewing lawyers that you would like to have as far as your go-to person for legal advice, which I highly recommend having that that go-to person, ask them, Are you, I don't want to be nickel and dime. Do you charge a flat fee or um, do you charge just per job? What, how do they charge? And make sure that you're very aware and clear of how they charge you because um, I had gotten myself into um, trouble with a lawyer who... We were negotiating on a lease for a space for a salon and the lawyer did not tell me how they were charging and they also didn't, they followed through with something that I didn't want them to do. And, and I had no idea that they were continuing to work on that project. They sent me a bill for $900, you guys, $900. I thankfully... Um, negotiated my way out of that considering that they didn't do what I asked them to do but I don't want you guys to ever get in that situation where you're um, all of a sudden uh, stuck with a bill that you had no idea that you were going to get charged for it's important to have a great lawyer somebody that you know you like you trust that can recommend things for your business because you might even need to get written contracts for waivers. Maybe you need a model release form or color correction release form. Those types of forms are important to have in your business and implement that. And with a lawyer's advice, you're going to be well taken care of. And it's important that you open up your business with confidence. And yes, I think that you are very talented and that's going to be the easy part. The hard stuff is this business stuff and making sure that you have, um, that you are keeping your eye on your numbers and you're understanding your profit and loss statements. Another thing that we really, we have to have is insurance. You need to have um, insurance, liabil- general liability insurance. It's, it's basically like a slip and fall type of insurance um, that could cost you anywhere from $30 to $100. Make sure that you have the right policy in place. With all of the different protests that are going on and the looting that's happening, you wanna make sure that your business is protected if something was to happen. I've seen on Facebook, some salons got broken into. It's it's sad, especially because most of those salons have been closed for about 11 weeks and they got broken into and they did not have insurance. And I do not want that to happen to you. Maybe it might not happen so much at a salon suite per se. However, it, I guess it just depends on how that building is is uh, structured. However, you have to have insurance. You need that protection. You, the last thing, you know, accidents happen, you guys. You might drop a curling iron on, on your guest. Your guest um, slips and falls because there was shine spray on the floor. Accidents happen, but the last thing that you want is a lawsuit on your case. So make sure you have a good lawyer, make sure you've got your insurance. Now, products. Products can chip away massively at your bottom line. Uh, If you are doing hair color, color can be extremely expensive. 
um, especially if you're going to be starting a salon suite, opening order. So my opening orders, I dabbled with a few different lines first in my salon suite because I wasn't 100% for sure what I wanted to carry and I wasn't for sure clearly on my brand. Um, it was after my first year of operating a salon suite that I decided of what, what type of products I wanted to carry at my salon. My opening order minimum had to be $3,000. Opening up a salon suite can be pricey for this area. I believe that having retail, though, is going to really increase your profits, right? Because we asked that question, does this make money for your business? Retail absolutely can do that for you, for your business. And I want to encourage you to have those products because if your clients aren't seeing the products that you're using on their hair or their skin, they're going to go buy it somewhere else. Why not buy it with you? Because you guys, we trade time for money. I do your hair, I do your makeup, you give me money. But if we add retail into this as well, I don't have to work any harder to make more money. And with hair products, skincare products, typically there's a 50% increase um, of suggested retail price. And it's a suggestion. You could always even increase that even more as well if you want to. But I believe that having that retail is going to be huge with helping you increase your profits. Just make sure that you do your research, your homework, and figure out what retail line is going to be best for you, for your, your ideal clients, and for your business. And asking how much is an opening order. Some companies have minimums to order for your first order, and some companies also have a minimum order per quarter. Like you have to order X amount of products in order to still remain a customer of that product line. So make sure that you are very well aware of what those are. Also shipping. Does the company provide free shipping? I mean, because that can really add up too. And if you're paying for shipping, then that's taking away from your bottom line and you're going to be constantly be reordering because you're going to be selling a lot of products, right? And then same thing with color. And if you're doing facials, you're going to be constantly reordering those products. So it's really important to know like how much is the minimums? Is there shipping? Also, what about the turnaround time? If I if I place a color order on Monday, when am I going to expect to receive that package? Because you have to think about, well, Mary's coming in on Friday and, and I don't have any light in her left and I have to do highlights for her. Making sure that you're able to get that, that product is in time is going to be super important to make sure that you stay organized and you have the right things in line so you can take care of your customers and continue working. Um, also, it's important that you... When you are purchasing your retail, that you are also um, making sure that they have your business tax ID. That way you can get exempt from taxes on the products that you will be selling. So, and those, the products and the color order, those will vary depending on how much you use, how many services you're doing, and then also what product line that you are going to use. So I use Davines. It's going to be a little bit more pricey than maybe such as like Redken. Um, however, the boxes are bigger, so the tubes of color, I can get more applications out of one, one tube versus a different company. 
But those are really important things that we need to think about, we need to list it out, and we need to be as well prepared as possible. That way when you are ready to open up that salon suite, you've got everything in order, ready to go, you're, you're organized, and you are not going to be blindsided by, oh, I didn't know that I had to have insurance. I didn't know that I needed um, to be organized for my business because your focus really needs to be on serving your customers and you're going to be wearing all the hats when you're a salon suite owner. And I definitely give kudos to those who are doing it solo, solo because it's not easy, guys. There's a lot of things that you have to do after a nine-hour day standing all day on your feet with no lunch break and maybe not even a bathroom break. Now you've got to make sure that your books are balanced and you have to reorder your products. There's a lot that goes into it. And I definitely think that salon suite owners are really rock stars because they can make a killing a living um, as a salon suite owner. But there's a lot of things that go into it. So it's a trade-off. So if you're thinking about opening up a salon suite, the intentions need to be that you want the freedom, the flexibility, and the opportunity to create and design the business and the life that you want to live. As far as making more money, I honestly will say if you are making 40% or even 50%, where if somebody else is taking care of everything else, then if, if you are thinking that opening up a salon so you're going to make more money, I, I would have to say I'm not for sure if that's going to be realistic because time is money, right? And so now not only are you working X amount of hours behind the chair, but now you have to do X amount of hours to resupply your products and, and go to the store and pick things up and have those phone calls and conversations with a lawyer and your insurance guy or your accountant. So I believe that there is a lot of great advantages and benefits of being a salon suite owner, but I also want you to be really prepared. So I hope that you enjoyed this and I hope that it gave you some more insight of what the cost will be for salon suites. I want you to, if you're thinking about owning a salon suite, make a list of all of these things and do your research and price it out. And then if you're also thinking about opening up a salon suite, please join me June 22nd at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, I am going to be doing and hosting a free beauty business class live. I'm so excited. I'm going to give you the breakdown roadmap of what it, what it takes to open up a salon suite, open up a salon, or even scale and rebrand your salon if, you, if you're a salon owner. And I'm going to show you the steps that it takes to be successful and create that business that is going to cause you to be profitable and to live the life that you truly want to live. I believe it's so important that we need to design our businesses and our careers to support how we want our life to look like. And it can't be the other way around because it doesn't work that way. And I just want to share this information, this class with you. I will also post this in the show notes. If you're thinking about opening up a salon suite, thinking about opening up a salon, or you're, you own a salon, you're feeling stuck, you want to grow your business and you don't know where to start, I'm going to show you how to do it. It's called the Pivot to Profit Roadmap and I cannot wait. Okay. June 22nd, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, Pivot to Profit Roadmap. Make sure that you uh, save a seat. I cannot wait to have you join me live. 
Thank you guys so much for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. Until next week, we will see you soon. Hey friends, thanks for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe. And if you love this podcast, I would so appreciate to get a review from you. And there's more ways that we can connect as well. Send me a voice message and tell me where you're at in your business and how I can help you through this podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of this. And until next time, you can be the game changer.